TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Good morning. Welcome to Spotlight on Maryland. It's your host, Gina Crash, for the next half hour or so. Really excited to introduce you to our guest who will be joining us, Bill McCarthy. He's the executive director of Catholic Charities of Baltimore. Bill, how you doing? I'm fantastic, Gina. How are you? Good, good. I just followed you on LinkedIn, and I noticed that you've been executive director at Catholic Charities of Baltimore since 2009. That's an amazing run. Yeah, thank you. It's really been uh, quite a run. Uh, A time flies when you're having fun. Absolutely. So tell folks that aren't as familiar with Catholic Charities of Baltimore as we are here on uh, Baltimore's Christmas Music Station and and our other stations in Odyssey Baltimore as well, but um, about your mission at Catholic Charities of Baltimore. Yeah, Catholic Charities, our mission is we provide programs and services to improve the lives of Marylanders in need. And it is really our goal uh, that we allow people and create a community where everyone has the opportunity to reach their greatest potential. That's great. And how, when you came to Catholic Charities of Baltimore, um, you know, was there something in your life that sort of led you into a path of uh, public service like that? Yes, uh, Gina. Uh, I'm a lifelong Baltimorean. I grew up in West Baltimore. Uh, my career as a, a tax lawyer and then a banker. And what, what happened to, to our family uh, was our daughter, Erin, uh, was diagnosed with osteosarcoma at the age of 11. And I watched her live every day with purpose as she fought this terrible disease in and out of the hospital, uh, multiple, multiple surgeries, 35 weeks of chemotherapy, and she lived every day with purpose. And she passed away at the age of 14, three and a half years later. And so I was looking for a way to live with greater purpose. I totally... I always... Go ahead. I always always tried to live with purpose, whether it was in my professional career as a lawyer or as a banker, through volunteer service, through fundraising... But Aaron's example to me really caused me to think about how can I live with greater purpose every day, knowing what I did was improving the lives of people and making our community stronger. That's an incredible story, and I'm sorry about um, your daughter, but she definitely is inspiring so many, inspired you and to, to give back and help out. And I personally have a friend, a very good friend from college who passed away last year from osteosarcoma as well. She had a five-year battle. Um, you know, same thing, was very positive, went through a lot of different treatments that ultimately then there was, you know, nothing you can do as, as you know, from the difficult cancer that it is. So 
I never realized that story about you, Bill. And so I want to thank you, first of all, for sharing that. And um, this time of year, especially, you know, where the holidays and family are, are so important, that really resonates with people. And now we get a, a better idea of, you know, the work that you do there and, and why you were drawn to it. So, gosh, just thanks so much for, for telling us about that. Thank you. Yeah. And it's interesting, too, that you chose, you know, Catholic Charities of Baltimore because they're, you know, you could have gone to a cancer-based charity, but this way you're sort of helping so many people, um, and especially this time of year, um, you have comfort and joy going on uh, again. Um, that's something that you started uh, last year, right, Comfort and Joy, the program with McCormick? Yes, uh, Comfort and Joy uh, was a kind of a virtual celebration, our gift to the community that we started in 2020. You know, the first year of the pandemic was incredibly rough. People were isolated. And we wanted to bring some sense of comfort, joy, and tradition uh, back to people's lives. So it was really exciting for us to bring it last year. It was very well received. And we're bringing it back this year. Yeah, that's great. And so the website, first of all, um, is comfortandjoy2021.org, right? And um, and also your your main website, too, catholiccharities-md.org is another place people can go. And we'll talk a little bit later about more of your programs and services and events um, that you have going on. But I know Comfort and Joy is really the focus, especially this time of year. Um, it's sort of like a, almost like a, a charitable advent calendar, if you will, right? Um, because it's the entire month of December, but uh, it's really a cool idea. And I just was wondering kind of what made you decide to offer Comfort and Joy as a big, you know, program of Catholic Charities of Baltimore. It it's obviously was a success because you brought it back for a second year, so we're glad, and as we're still kind of knee-deep in the pandemic, but a little bit less virtual, but kind of still not out of the woods. I know the, the need, it must be great still this year, right? Incredible. Yes, yes. And I think your your description of it as, you know, kind of a, a version of the Advent calendar is exactly right. Um we're sitting here on December 26th, so we've already had 25 days of our celebration of, of comfort and joy. And comfort and joy every day is a new gift to the, to the community. Uh, every uh, midweek, uh, we have midweek music, so every Wednesday, uh, people have experienced uh, different local talents singing and performing holiday music uh, from the Maryland Opera Society, Morgan State University Choir, the Baltimore Children's Choir, and the Baltimore Choral Art Society, just to name a few. Well, that's great. Uh, yeah, that's a kind of uh, pre-pandemic. We had a, a holiday concert every year, and we said, wow, wouldn't it be great if we brought a concert every week? That's a and great that's what idea. And Joy does. That's great. And, and uh, how did you get everybody involved like that? Um, you know, is it something you just picked up the phone and they were like, yeah, 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 sign me up? Yeah, some of the uh, performances we had used through different, you know, concerts around the holidays in the past, but others, you know, people were last year particularly kind of isolated and looking for ways to, to vent and share. And that's, that's uh, we went back to some of our partners from last year and invited them back and we've added a few and it's, it's kind of a growing movement. So uh, yeah. it'll continue to take legs. That's really cool. Uh, the other popular event is Cookie Jar Friday, and uh, using McCormick cookie recipes, we uh, teach people or show people uh, how to cook. Uh, yours truly did one, uh, Cookie Jar Friday, uh, our first, our inaugural one, where we kicked it off, and uh, I would say uh, there are other 
uh, people that made much better cookies than I did, but I, <laughs> I did have fun <laughs> showing that off to people. Well, but that, that's what I remember growing up around the holidays, people bake, and oh, yeah. the idea of that was every Friday you can tune in and learn a recipe and watch others do it, and then you can you know, make cookies along with them. I love that. That's a great uh, idea to spend time together. And how did McCormick get involved? They're, you know, obviously a huge local company and very charitable in nature. But um, how did you orchestrate that? Because it seems like you're, they're a really important and uh, and good partner to have. Yeah, McCormick's been a partner of Catholic Charities and, of course, present in the community for a long, long time. We went with the idea of, you know, McCormick's and spices and cooking and the idea of aligning you know, what they're known for uh, with a holiday tradition. And we, we came together to, to bring this uh, to the community. And they were so thrilled with it last year that's, uh, that that's we great. decided to do it again this year. So is Cookie Jar Friday new to Comfort and Joy this year? Or was that something that you also were able to do last year? Oh, we, we were able to do it last year. We just made it better this year. <laughs> last year we had, we had the McCormick uh, chefs actually making the cookies this year. Us mere mortals uh, try to, to make some cookies. <laughs> That's really cool. It sounds like maybe the Food Network may be interested in televising this for you guys next year. Something to think about in the future, right? Yeah, I, I think that could be a thing. We could have a contest. Yeah. You know, I, I'd be on... I'd be on the consuming side of cookies instead of the making side. Exactly, because people yeah. are, get a little competitive with the recipes and things. And now uh, we mentioned, yeah. you know, we're into, you know, the day after Christmas already. But I know there's um, ways that if you want to, like, take us down, um, you know, tell us some of the things that if case people missed out earlier in Comfort and Joy earlier in the month and also... Um, two-part question, then some other ways that people can still participate in the fun, because we have a couple of remaining days of uh, December left, and maybe some people have some free time over the holidays, hopefully, that they can spend a little extra time, um, you know, with their families and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for that, Gina. Yep. We also had during uh, during this month Gift Tag Tuesday, which people uh, could, you know, it's, it's basically adopting an individual or a family to make uh, their Christmas dreams and wishes come true. And you can still do that. Um, uh, we have Catholic Charities. We have uh, 200 locations through, throughout the state. Um, and uh, people still trying to make holiday dreams come true. And you can go to our website at uh, cc-nd.org and learn more about how to do that now or go uh, the comfortandjoy.org, uh, 2021.org, and pick a gift tag for somebody whose gift maybe hasn't been met yet this year. That's great. There's also um, opportunities to volunteer and to meet your neighbors where they are, whether it's feeding people that are hungry or, or mentoring a child or, or just making um, uh, that human connection with people. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can go to our website to find a, a ways to do that as well. That's great. And so you did um, welcome back volunteers. Did you ever have uh, earlier in the pandemic during COVID uh, any impact that way? Um, and it sounds like you're, you know, able to, to welcome back those volunteers. So that's great. But was there any, um, you know, an impact that was made by COVID-19 uh, per, throughout, you know, last year and this year in particular, some things you're still dealing with? Yeah. So that's a great point, Gene. As I reflected, it was that March, uh, March 15th. I remember the date, uh, you know, in, in, in 20, uh 2019, where we, you know, weren't able to have volunteers anymore. And Catholic Charities were rely on our volunteers. We have about 2,000 colleagues, but we have 10,000 unduplicated volunteers a year. And they essentially make many of our outreach and programs possible. Our meals programs that are daily bread, my sister's place, Sarah's house, 
are all really, and my brother's keeper, are all run by volunteers. And you can imagine one day you said, no more volunteers. You know, we got to be safe, uh, which was the right thing to do. So we had colleagues and that were maybe in some day programs that weren't operating coming to help uh, feed our neighbors who are hungry. That was probably the greatest impact of COVID on, on us uh, was the loss of our volunteers. Uh, some of our programs went from in-person to remote, but a lot of our direct service work uh, has gone on uninterrupted during this time. That's incredible. Uh, wow. I, th- I think of our daily bread. Our daily bread opened June 1st, 1981, and we haven't missed a day of feeding our neighbors who are hungry. That's uh, 14,000 uh, plus days. That's eight and a half million meals. And COVID, snowstorms, uh, we've never missed a day of, of providing a meal to people who are hungry. That's incredible. And when were you able to welcome back those volunteers, roughly, from, you know, March of uh, 2020, March 15th, the, the day that we, we all remember, because that was, uh, right. we all kind of shut down in one way or another at that point, just, to, you know, as a, an abundance of caution, as they say, of course, and, you know, keeping those that you serve safe is, is always the priority there. Yeah, we, we did a slow re-entry of volunteers and are still introducing volunteers back currently. We started this past fall, so it was around October 1st that our first volunteers came back. Oh, wow. Okay, great. Just in time for all the holiday season fun and festivities and comfort and joy 2021. That was good timing. Yeah, it worked out wonderfully. We missed them. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it is like a big family. And um, if someone still wants to give, you know, um, what's the best way they can do that? I know you mentioned, you know, you can still do the, uh, Is it was it Gift Tag Tuesday you were mentioning? with? Yeah, that? Gift Tag Tuesday. So if you go to comfortenjoy2021.org, there's still an opportunity to, you know, to take a tag and make a gift. Um, there's also, uh, identifies uh, volunteering opportunities, too, at our different programs where you may have some time over the holidays or virtual volunteering. It could be just. Uh, making a casserole. It could be, you know, some online mentoring. You know, we want to, uh, you know, have volunteering come back, but we want everyone to be comfortable and we want everyone to remain safe. Mm-hmm. And what are some other ways that Catholic Charities is giving to the community? I know you guys do so much, so maybe um, highlighting some of the other, you know, big programs you have going on. I know Comfort and Joy 2021 is, is the big focus this month. But um, yeah, I know you yeah. have a ton of programs that I know you you know a ton about being the executive director of Catholic Charities of Baltimore, and um, and that leading into uh, eventually we'll be talking about um, other events and things and things to look forward to in 2022. But but first up, um, you know when someone's giving back to Catholic Charities of Baltimore, um, you know the support that they give and that and that money or that time or those efforts that they give towards Catholic Charities of Baltimore. Um, tell everybody listening to sort of inspire them to do the same, where that money goes, who are you helping? And, um, you know, it's right here local in the community, I think is an important point to make as well. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great point. What I said, whether you're a volunteer or a donor, uh, whatever your interest is, we're, we're working in that space. So I think of five areas, uh, where, where we're, where we're helping people in, in, in circumstances, you know, through our 80 programs and 200 plus locations across the state. I think about uh, what I call going home. Um, many, many of our neighbors don't have a stable, safe place to live every night. So Catholic Charities ensures that individuals and families can find a stable path to housing and food security. Uh, we, we do that through 
Our Daily Bread, the Weinberg Housing and Resource Center, uh, Sarah's House, Anna's House, and my brother's keeper, as well as my sister's place women's center. In a program of Catholic Charities, if you think every night at Catholic Charities, 3,000 people are housed, uh, whether it's our supportive senior housing, our shelter housing, our community housing. Uh, so um, housing and housing security is an area that we're really focused on working. Uh, we really are committed to uh, helping people empowering their careers and, uh, and their economic opportunity and self-sufficiency. Uh, we have training programs and workforce placement programs uh, throughout the state of Maryland, uh, from soft skills training to technical training and job placement. Even during COVID, uh, where we're working remote, we we're still able to train and place over 200 people in jobs Oh wow! Uh, at that time, uh, which is extraordinary. And uh, in addition to those programs you go to, we have a residential training program called Christopher Place Employment Academy, where... 60 men uh, live with us and are trained and placed in jobs as well. Uh, we do an incredible amount of work with the largest provider of, of services to our new neighbors in the immigrant community, from healthcare, employment, uh, legal services as well, so you could help our new neighbors. Really, aging with dignity, I kind of touched on this. Uh, we have 24 senior communities and 2,000 apartments for older residents and older citizens on limited income. We have a nursing home, assisted living. So we provide for both community-based care and uh, residential care for, for our seniors. And really, the biggest, I think, impact of COVID that no one is talking about is trauma. Um, we, we were one of the largest uh, behavioral health providers uh, throughout Maryland, uh, and healing trauma is something in and substance use is something that is so greatly needed. Absolutely. So you can Absolutely. see yes. from this whole scope of services, uh, and, and I just touched on a very high level, uh, we're the largest Head Start uh, provider in Baltimore City and in Carroll County and Harford County. So every day right now we have over 1,000 children back you know, in school that were kind of remote with us for most of last year. Uh, and that's really a pathway to, uh, uh, you know, really – a great start in school and helping families to a great start in life. Wow. Do, you do guys do so much. You help so many people in so many different areas. Do you think most people realize, I know part of your job as executive director, you know, is to, to tell people and, you know, get the word out like this morning, all that Catholic Charities of Baltimore does. Do you ever find people are like, wow, I had no idea you did all that? Yeah, most of the time when people, uh, they don't realize all that we do or, it's under different names or in partnerships for so many people or uh, so it's, it's kind of, I describe it as a, a real movement to uh, improve lives. It takes all of us. And, and what Catholic charities I'm proud of, if there is an unmet need, we'll try to figure out a way to meet that need. We look for innovative programming uh, to, to address needs. And we'd rather be proactive than reactive in our communities, whether it's uh, what I just, Many of the things I just described or violence interruption or, you know, or other services that people uh, in communities need. Mm-hmm. So it is exciting. It really is. I, and got, it, the best, I got the best job in Baltimore. I was going to say, you're, how do you keep it all straight? I mean, it, it definitely takes a special person to to balance all of that and, and you know, and keep it moving forward and 
and adapting to future needs and things like that. What is your, uh, you know, I'm sure somebody asked you within the organization, you know, Bill, uh, what's your five-year plan for uh, Catholic Charities of Baltimore? Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you know that's a common question you might find in, in a lot of people's fields. But, um, you know, do people come to you for that that vision of the future? Is there some idea, as crazy as it might sound now, that you have in your head that you're like, all right, we need to be doing this by, you know, 2024 or whatever it is? Uh, sure. There, there are many things we've done. People have said, what, what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> a, a couple of things that we've started or in the process of starting, I'd love to share. One um, being uh, we've been had a presence in the Cherry Hill neighborhood of South Baltimore uh, since 1965. We have Head Start programs, uh, seven Head Start classrooms in Cherry Hill. And 25 years ago, we bought the Cherry Hill Town Center, a shopping center mind you, bad, mm-hmm. because we, we viewed it as a, a community development effort where we could bring access to healthy food and economic opportunity uh, to a neighborhood that been, had been suffered from great disinvestment uh, since its beginning in 1942. Um, and I'm excited to announce that um, about three years ago, four years ago, we began a, a journey working with the community of what's next for the Cherry Hill Council. And we went and we did a lot of listening and a lot of collaboration, and we're almost complete on a $4.5 million renovation of the Cherry Hill Town Center. And we have uh, Enoch Pratt Library in there now. Uh, during COVID, we were able to get Chase Bank to open a bank branch in Cherry Hill, and it's the first bank in the history of Cherry Hill. That's incredible. And as a former banker, it only took me 13 years to get a bank to come to Cherry But it was, it's very, very exciting. It is. And, and we are finishing up on a community market, uh, which will be a hub uh, where uh, organizations like the Cherry Hill Food Co-op will sell fresh fruits and vegetables. The Cherry Hill CDC will meet there. The Cherry Hill Community, community Coalition will be there. Uh, and it will be a place where entrepreneurs can have pop-up shops and businesses and it's really a great sense of community so i'm very excited about that project because uh community development particularly uh, a commercial development like that is something we're not known for doing that's Um, right and that's why we do things like that and i believe what we've done in cherry hill catholic charities or others can do in other neighborhoods in baltimore to bring some stability and a hub of of, of growth and opportunity for, for neighborhoods. Yeah, it's nice, um, to, nice to hear um, an organization like yours, Catholic Charities of Baltimore. Again, we're talking to Bill McCarthy, the executive director, where you're really helping out Baltimore. A lot of people like to say, oh, Baltimore's a mess. It needs a lot of help. But you're, you're firsthand, you're changing lives and communities, um, you know, bringing in... Uh, it, whether it's the technology divide or you're taking care of a food desert and bringing in a fresh food market like that in an area that's generally underserved is just, I can't commend you enough for that. That's incredible work. You're really going to be changing a lot of lives. You already are. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, the second idea that is on in the real planning stage right there now is um, we want to bring a multi-generation center uh, to a neighborhood in West Baltimore, uh, one where we have presence. It's, uh, the Frankfurt uh, Mosher neighborhood. And the theory of change on this is in 2015, we made a bet. We doubled our Head Start presence in Baltimore City. We went from nine classrooms serving 265 children 
to 15 uh, sites serving 700 children in South and Southwest Baltimore. And Head Start is an evidence-based practice that really has shown that uh, children and families of limited means can thrive uh, with early intervention through Head Start. And what we saw was many families and children in the child welfare system and in foster care had similar profiles as Head Start families. So we made the decision we wanted to be proactive. And so we, uh, we, we, we expanded that presence. Wow. And 2015 was a dif- difficult year for Baltimore with the Freddie Gray uprising. That was. Uprising. That's yeah. just of our yeah. out of that mm-hmm. uh, after Freddie Gray. That was yeah. born from that. That's incredible. Um, and gosh, we only have a few minutes left with you, believe it or oh. not, Bill. But um, what's the thing that you want people to take away uh, the most? Again, we can tell people again how to get involved with the remaining days of December and uh, our charitable spirits about Comfort and Joy 2021. Uh, if there's any of those partners you want to name or anything in that uh, we kind of briefly touched on behavioral health, but I know that's very critical. So I um, wanted to quickly um, explain how people can get help that need it and then uh, the best way for the public who are listening now to sort of participate and continue the great work of Catholic Charities of Baltimore all year round. Okay, thank, thank you, Gina. Let's just, uh, you know, to, to bring it to, to a close, Sure, for behavioral health or substance use, uh, people seeking services or want to support those services, early childhood education and family strengthening, workforce development, uh, certainly area of help, and any program and programs that support our older residents, uh, yeah. as well as uh, our new neighbors. And, and anyone uh, that wants to, to get involved or, or is seeking help, uh, please go to cc-md.org. And it's a great way to navigate and to get connected to services or volunteer opportunities. Uh, we're grateful to all our partners, our 10,000 donors, in addition to our 10,000 volunteers, our corporate partners such as McCormick, uh, you know, for comfort and joy, uh, Harkins Builders, Merit Properties, and so many others that are so generous with themselves in, the, in their time uh, that make things better in Baltimore. We don't talk enough about the good things that are taking place every day. Hope is being restored and opportunities are being seized. Absolutely. And I love that you come from that, you know, that corporate background, but now you're not for profit, but you're you're applying those principles that you learned in the for-profit world and bringing those partners together to really create and make change in Baltimore. And that's that's very, very effective. ComfortEnjoy2021.org, as well as the website to get involved in the remaining days of that. And you mentioned cc-md.org. I know you have links on there. You're very um, active on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, even Pinterest. So you really run the gamut online. I know that's an important part of getting the word out on uh, on things that you'll be, you know, doing in the in the months ahead as we head into 2022 as well. Well, thank you, Gina, and I really appreciate our conversation today, and enjoy the rest of your holidays. Oh, you too, Bill McCarthy. We've been talking to Executive Director of Catholic Charities of Baltimore in our final minutes here right now, um, and we want to thank you all for listening, too. We're going to post this audio up on our website at todays1019.com so people can listen to it if they caught us in progress here or caught any portion of the amazing programs and uh, services that you provide and have for a long time. And again, cc-md.org is where people can find that out and comfortenjoy2021.org. All the best to you and your family, Bill. Thank you so much for sharing some of your time and for all that you do every day. I wish you continued success with Catholic Charities of Baltimore. Thanks for on behalf of the city as well because you do so much.
Uh, thank you. Really enjoyed our time. Me too. And you guys, thank you for listening too. This has been a production of Odyssey Baltimore. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and ATT at tmobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.